All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 43. Tell me where to turn. Uh, Glenn, Tommy, and Dave. So all here again this week. The Richard Petty episode. It's a royal episode, if you will. <laughs> Talking about the king and monarchies. How is uh, how is Richard Petty doing these days? Still got his hat. Yeah? He's yeah. doing just fine. What are you insinuating, sir? He's doing I, just fine. I thought he was dead. <laughs> He's not dead at all. He's most certainly not dead. He's oh. still out at the track every week, sir. Now, he hasn't uh, driven a race car in... A generation? Yeah. Well, hey, let's not rule out a comeback. <laughs> the uh, sport has passed him by. Yeah. His son didn't really carry the the torch very far. Yeah, or his grandson. You didn't let me get there. <laughs> <laughs> now you're offended because I took yeah. dark humor away from you? Yeah. His I'm gr- real sorry about that. His grandson carried it straight into the turn three wall <laughs> in Pennsylvania. That was unfortunate. Uh, he, that was a young life lost, gone what, way too soon. What track was that? I don't, you know, I, I can't remember exactly where I'm it was. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere they don't race anymore. Yeah. Now. A is track that, that kills is that everybody. Vague and generic? Yeah, that is. Cowtown. <laughs> uh, how did we get there? So, episode 43. Uh,. Twitter stuff, you can reach me at Glenn 3 underscore 11. You can find me at Tommy 2 underscore 0. And you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. So we're recording on a beautiful Sunday evening as we're watching, what are we watching, ECW 1998 footage? I think this is 99. There we go. Guilty as charged, I believe, or living dangerously. I believe this is one of the first Rob Van Dam, Jerry Lynn matches, which are incredible. So you are in for a treat, my friend. With the tremendous graphics I'm seeing, this is live on pay-per-view. Could this have cost any more than like $5.99? ECW was a little bit of a, they didn't have big budget. Actually, you'll appreciate this. Um, They had a wrestler named the Sandman. Okay. Who came out to enter Sandman. Okay. And, like, his entrance was basically better than his matches, but his entrance was a big deal. So when they actually started going to pay-per-view, they were so low-budget, they weren't going to pay for the usage rights. Oh, wow. So they, like, channeled it in on, like, one of, like, the background channels so it didn't get picked up that they were actually using the music. There, I was re- watching a documentary about it. It's pretty funny, like, how they circumvented the legality yeah. to get the music in there. Yeah. It's a good play. So maybe we should talk about how Dave inter- Dave's internet is working tonight. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. What part of the 1999 pay-per-view was just to watch a screen that said, Loading, please wait? Well, speaking of 1999, right before I left to come over here, I got a frantic call from Point Break Dave, <laughs> and he said, I really need you to bring over a coax cable. It was like who who needs a coax? It's 2017. Who needs a coax cable? First... It was not a frantic call. It was if you have one, bring it. Yeah, this is the, he's he's already undersells. He's like he's like man. I don't know what else to do. He's, he's breathing real heavily. <laughs> you gotta help me, man. I don't know what else to do. No, I think. I what do you have? You have a satellite provider for internet or TV? Either 
Uh, I have satellite. I have Directv for TV, and then I have the uh, the greatness of Frontier for internet. Mm. But I mean, doesn't your TV like the coming out of the wall is still coax, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, that's all. That's what I needed. It's just. I mean, everything else is HDMI or you know Ethernet. I just need an extender out of the wall. That's normal. So I, but nothing seems to have changed in here. So what 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 required today that you frantically called demanding because, a coax? Cable? Hey, how about this? How many routers do you have in your house? I have three. Okay. <laughs> Is there any is there any doubt that private browsing yeah. plays a big part? He's like taking it a step further than private browsing. He has his own private browsing router. Yeah, there's a. I noticed one of the routers is shaped like a hamburger. <laughs> no, it's just is that, this, a, is that a new one? When you have you know as many square feet as I do, you just need lots of Wi-Fi to bounce around this palatial mansion. Yeah, it's probably more more than likely is one of the routers th- thinks it's in a in a country where gambling is legal. Mm-hmm. There may be one that says IP Dubai <laughs> that may exist. So we've had a bit of a busy Sunday today. Yeah, we have. We have. This is the uh, third time I've seen you today. Yeah. A third different venue I've seen you right. at today. <laughs> there are no trampolines at this one, the one we're currently at. I don't know. I haven't been back in Dave's bedroom. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there could be swings, trampolines. There's no telling. Do you break the trampoline down like, on a daily basis, or and there's is there a netting around it? He's not going to answer. If you guys tuned in to hear Point Break Dave talk, he's now uh, unscrewing a coax <laughs> cable from the wall as we're stuck on loading. Please wait. Yeah, he'll be I back was, shortly. I was resetting the router. We're all good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we attended a little birthday party today, and we ran into uh, eh, ran into is a strong term. We saw an interesting character who had a. Sporting the, the InfoWars t-shirt. Yes. I will never understand what will possess a person to decide a, a kid-friendly venue is the time to go with the InfoWars t-shirt. Well, we got a picture of him because I well, wasn't so, leaving that place without a picture of that what's shirt. What's funny is another guy I follow on Twitter that's not on the podcast tweeted a picture of that guy's shirt today. Is that weird? Yeah, that is really weird. Yeah. We may have run into each other. Not even. So yeah, there was another it. guy there that we follow on Twitter, not part of this podcast that had the same thought that Glenn three eleven <laughs> did. It was just like, I got to get a picture of this guy's shirt. What, what are the odds? 50, 50, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I was going to say, we, I don't think there's any way we could figure those odds. Yeah. The best part was just standing directly behind him and, just kind of whoa what he is yeah and imagining what i could do and i was like i could take a picture so that place is pretty cool dave have you ever have you ever been to altitude in richardson no why but why would an adult well i guess if you had a kid dave has kids function there yeah i make it a point not to go into richardson 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 is a great town it's west of 75 richardson Oh yeah, I'm back. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's not Richardson Square Mall. And what's that team you guys playing softball? Aren't they sponsored by one of those oh, yeah, spare yeah. places uh, over there? Um, like the it's just called the bar, and that's it. <laughs> the bone. No, there's a there's a bar, and I can't think of the name of it now. But but no, this place, Dave. I th- I feel like this place would be great if they had at night, perhaps they had an adults only night with a bar, because. They had the the balance beam where you grab the big uh, padded. Oh, it's like American Gladiators jousting, right, you have but the joust. for kids. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And both both of our kids was were... Nitro there. <laughs> Jim and I was officiating. <laughs> Jim and I was the black girl, right? I think it was a black man. Okay. I think. Oh, who's to say? <laughs> well, it's kind of that whole thing's kind of fluid. Let's be yeah. honest. No, but they had that. They had a uh, a trampoline screened off area with dodgeballs where you could play trampoline dodgeball. Wow. They had, the, they had the basketball. Yeah, hoops. with like the ultra high hoop that you could yeah. get a huge running start and potentially dunk on, or maybe just do like a layup at the last minute because got scared. I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys remember the failed? I think it was TNN slam ball. Of course, I remember <laughs> it. I have no because, idea what you guys were talking about because I used to watch it on a very regular basis. Slam ball. It was a small basketball court. It was small. Yes. It was walled. There was no out of bounds. Right. It had trampolines in certain sections of the court. The rules were very there was like, fluid. There was like circles, like yeah. not a line, but like just a small circle that if you shot it from there, it was like five points. Like it you was, could, so you was could, there dribbling or was it like rugby? That's why I say it's very fluid because it seemed like you had to dribble, but it was it was like as long as you're taking dribbles with just a reasonable number of steps, it's no violation. So they weren't calling necessarily traveling real tight. I think you could call it, but it, what if you were on a trampoline? Then you weren't dribbling, right? I'll and be I, honest, it was ten times more tricked up than the XFL even dreamed yeah. of being. The fact that it wasn't really on TNN. I want to say it was favorite TNN. part of the story, if it was. Because there was no Spike TV. No, it was then. TNN, because TNN did a lot of weird stuff, because they did that, and then they tried to bring back... Uh, Dukes of Hazard. No, Roller Derby. Country music. <laughs> Some interesting guesses. Hey, but hey. TNN used to show NASCAR. Hold on. Way back true. in the day. Before we dog TNN... Oh, actually, I don't think it was TNN. What, sh- what channel was... Uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name. The Dirt Track Show. Oh, that was on History Madhouse. Channel. That, yeah, was on, that was on the History Channel. Okay, yeah, that yeah. show was amazing. That had yeah. nothing to do with TNN. Okay, no. for some reason I thought it was TNN. TNN was the Nashville Network, I believe. That is correct. Sorry, I'm just gonna. With Slam Ball, I was, I was a pretty. Uh, it was extremely unstable, but I was still a pretty big fan. Never heard of really. Did, uh, didn't they only have like four teams? Probably. So was it like uh, Division One college players that didn't make it in the NBA, or was it was this more like uh, no? I I really don't know how they recruited people. To I do think this. it was like the four people or the six people they found that day. <laughs> They're like, hey, you're now on this team. <laughs> um, maybe you can pull up like YouTube or something on here and get some slam ball highlights going. You got to have the internet connection to pull up YouTube, man, Glenn. Listen. I know you know this. Oh. I've never had anything that didn't work, so. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, before we kick Dave any further under the bus, <sighs> let's kick Tommy a bit, a bit, or let Tommy kick off what will be our final, final segment. Kick off. I like what you did there. Of Friday Night Lights. Let's just listen to that music. Enjoy it. One, one last, last time. one last time, or maybe not. Maybe maybe what I'll do is after this review, we'll start going backwards, and I'll go back and review it in reverse order. Back to the first episode, really look at major themes, things like that. 
So no, since uh, since the last time, of course, the last episode we reviewed Coming to America. So the, our last uh, quote unquote real episode, uh, I finished the series, and uh, you know, I I think I would have been better if they'd have just ended it when Riggins left his cleats on the field. I think that was the that was the probably the proper time for it to go away. But the the reboot, as I call it, I think that's I think it's an accurate way to to look at it instead of. Riggins just like dropping his bed sheet in jail at the end of the final episode. Is that what happened? Oh, he kind of had a uh, Aaron soap, Hernandez soap type in the floors. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez type incident. He was frantically trying to stuff things under the door to keep it from being opened as uh, the bed sheet was affixed to the window. <laughs> now we'll get to Riggins, but but I did enjoy I did enjoy the the reboot. Although the I think they had to force a lot of odd story points in which. You know, not the least of which is is all of a sudden had to create this whole other side of town for Dylan, which isn't that big of a town anyways. That's very ethnically diverse and a lot further down on the, down on their luck, and and pull all of these talented players out of allegedly thin air uh, yeah. to create this season. But here's where we ended up in a what I would only consider to be a panic move by the. Uh, Screenwriters, or do you call them screenwriters for TV? I think that's, I think it's fair. Okay, they suddenly start spreading rumors with about four episodes to go. Now, West Dillon is headed to the playoffs. They have lost a game, but they're headed to the playoffs. They had a game where I they got. I said West Dillon was a, it was a down year for them. Didn't they get trounced by East Dillon? You're getting confused. Oh, okay, West Dillon is the Lions. Oh, okay, I am confused. Yeah. Then Dillon is the Panthers. Dylan's in a down year. West Dylan's going to the playoffs, but they did lose a game because Vince got a little cocky and his dad has has made a made such a strong reappearance that he's calling plays from the stands. He's trying to showcase Vince for the agents. And uh Vince does an interview oddly enough with Emily Jones and she appeared lucid so she wasn't on the horse tranquilizers that she's on every night when she's on a Rangers broadcast. I'm not hearing any of these words. I'm just going to stop right here and tell you, if if Dana and Emily were here, and you don't take Dana 100 out of 100 times, then you need to get off my podcast. You need to go start your own podcast. Maybe start it with that guy that took the picture. at the. Dana's the one that looks like a giraffe, right? Well played. Okay. I, I don't even I don't even understand how, like, I don't even understand how this could even be a discussion. Are you going to fight me on this? Uh, I feel the exact polar opposite <laughs> as you about it, but I mean I think it's well established that if if they if they those two showed up here, Adrian Beltre would be here too, <laughs> and would probably be affixed, if you will, <laughs> to to one of them in particular. At least that's our theory. Yeah. Well, if if we were at Globe Life Park and you were making me make that decision between the two of them. I would calmly ask, where's Tag? <laughs> Can I have a third option? <laughs> Maybe some cookies. <laughs> but Emily makes a lot of appearances in the last four episodes because as Wes Dillon starts to uh, become the favorite, you know, a playoff favorite, I guess, that they, they imply that it's not. She's not on Fox Sports or whatever. She's, she's some kind of supposed national media but they uh, they have her showing up and doing these little interview vignettes with the players during the games. Well, she interviews Vince and he does like the it's all about me. Doesn't mention his teammates. Yeah, 
um, makes everybody mad, and they end up losing the game. And then there's some real dramatic Coach Taylor moments where he gets everybody, you know, back on the same thing, you know, involves running some stairs, coming to the practice field at night, you know, all the Coach Taylor hits. Right. Yeah, the kind of generic stuff. Yeah. You see in all that kind of stuff. They so talk about which shows. name on the jersey is more important. The one on the front or the one on the back? Yeah. Do they do that? That sounds like a question that Adrian Beltre would ask Emily Jones, but... <laughs> so... You'll be okay? Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> you probably wouldn't ask, actually. No. <laughs> so, um, Emily. so then they introduced, they introduced, so about four episodes ago, and then they introduced this ridiculous plot line, which is now, um, if you remember, the reason they opened West Dillon again is because the funding was getting so bad because of the recession at Dillon that they realized if they opened two schools, they could get more money from the state. Well, now all of a sudden they've realized that it costs more money to operate two schools and they have to consolidate back to one school. So they basically (laughs) use the exact same logic of why they opened two schools to now say, and they don't ever say like, yeah, the laws changed or we messed something up. It's just like, everybody should understand. Well, yeah, we, we don't have money. We're going to have to open, you know, we're have to consolidate back to one school. But this is the understanding is that, it's going to happen the following school year, right? Well, they're not going to do it right before state, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> they're pretty... But yeah, it's already the end of this, this yeah. season, this school year. It's, it's going to be so next year. So this storyline's kind of running in yeah. parallel to the playoffs because they'll, they'll show a playoff game. And they actually, for the standards of this show, didn't show a lot of playoff football like they did in the original Panthers run. Well, because they're trying to wrap up the show, too. But the most of the show would be about other issues that they're trying to wrap up, and then they would show the score of the game or show, you know, the very last play. And and for the most part, West Dillon's cruising through the end of the season and the playoffs. They haven't really been pressed. So let Can me I, ask oh, this, this question. Ha- having some knowledge of the show, like over the last season or so, what was the more worthless plot line Epic, the, the student that, that Tammy is counseling at high school, or Coach Taylor's daughter seeing the assistant coach at the gay bar? Well, the assistant coach at the gay bar was a non-event because it happened and they never mentioned it again. Yeah. So, now, she got involved in another ridiculous yeah. story where she went to college and, and uh, immediately like has sex with the graduate assistant married teacher right? and gets in like a fight with his wife and the... Uh, common area of the dorm like that, that her i i feel like i don't know did you watch 24 never seen it okay well dave you watched 24 i love 24 so i feel like coach taylor's daughter and jack bauer's daughter were the same thing which oh, is the show no. would have been better if those characters never existed in oh. general like she didn't add any value to the show <laughs> But why did they have the assistant coach thing? That was so, I think that so they wasted. probably thought they were going to go somewhere with like it. Maybe they had a plot line. With and it. then, but yeah, then that never, nothing ever came of it, as it were. All Just right, a so quick aside: when they play or playing the other high schools in the playoffs, hey Dave, what's they, happening on wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> are they real high schools? Or are they made up? No, they're all made up. Okay. Yeah, they, and and I think there's there's times like when it's pretty clear which school they're trying to uh, depict, but they're all fake fake right. names, and even more so, they're fake cities. Like they 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 did play in in the spoiler alert. They go to state. They did play Dallas something Dallas uh, 
high school and state, but most of the others are like small Texas towns with very made up sounding, uh, very made up sounding cities that they're from, which is strange. Okay. There's a funny scene when they travel to state and they stay in a hotel and they just like go crazy at the hotel pool. And there's like this, this very effeminate hotel manager out there trying to get them to settle down. And they're just, they're like, I mean, they're, they're just making so much noise and causing so much trouble. And coach Taylor just does not care at all. Like he's just sitting out there because he, at the time he's being recruited by this, uh, division one school in Florida. Right. The one that Jason street. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rolled in and, and what told a him terrible about terrible agent. Jason street is, is you start finding out more about the school. So coach Taylor's trying to sell his <laughs> wife on this school. And he goes, well, they're a Division II school, and they're just moving into D- Division One this year. But they're going to give me full command of the program, and I'm going like, yeah. So what? You can go out there and go 0 and 11, and yeah. you know, b- bend over for Florida and Florida State. You know, so you can Todd ta- ta- dodge tra- it for yeah. three years, <laughs> and then end up back in high school. Pretty much ridiculous. So the um, the uh, West Allen Panthers make it all the way to state, and the instead of it being at uh, Texas Stadium, it's going to be at the Cotton Bowl this right. year, and they do film it all there, and you can see the landmarks, and it's very cool. Yeah, I, th- I thought that part was well done. Yeah, and it was. And coach, so Coach Taylor, um, they have this big rally right before, and, and they tri- build the Cotton Bowl. They build the one Cotton Bowl. one last time. Yeah, that's how they when they did the refurbishing of the Cotton Bowl years ago. Yeah. This is how they did. West Dillon did it. So they, they have this big rally, and, and it's kind of like all the original Dillon people and the West Dillon people, and they they know that there's about to be a decision about which school is going to stay open. And West, I mean, the original Dillon has nice facilities, nice field. Like, there's no way they're not going to keep them open. But Coach Taylor tells the kids, he's like, look, if we win state, there's no way they're going to close us down. And they believe him. And I'm going, <laughs> like, their school is like a crap hole. They barely have grass in the field. i got to be honest. Especially if you're a senior on this team, why would you care anyway? It's true, but Vince is a junior. Vince is a junior. Uh, and we come to find that out when we get to the, the final scene. Yes, the, as he's being highly recruited. So well, they, let's get yeah, let's get state championship. Yeah, game. so they go to state. Um, they're losing the whole game. They actually show a lot of the footage of this game, and it comes down to three seconds left. Uh, they're down by five, which I thought was interesting. So they don't even leave any drama for the extra point because the kicker's not a. Landry's yeah. already graduated, so the kicker's a non-event. We don't even know who the kicker of the team is. So if they put it in for six, they win state. And they are not at the one-yard line. No, they are basically 60 yards out because that's the, the number that Vince has been fixated on all year that he can throw a 60-yard pass. So Coach um, Taylor, No time, I'm guessing? Three seconds. Yeah. Okay. Coach Taylor grabs him by the face mask and is like, hey, you want to throw that 60-yard pass? Run the Wildcat. <laughs> and then he's like, i got this great idea. You're on the bench. <laughs> Jason Street's coming up. They're never able to tackle this wheelchair. It's going to be amazing. So he comes out, drops back. Of course, you know, we go into slow-mo. He evades some hits. He puts the ball up in the air, and it's coming down in the end zone. End. Fade to black. Fade to black. Not the season. It now says nine months later. I thought that was gonna be it. I thought it was gonna be full Sopranos. You have no don't stop believing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, nine months later and Jason Street's pregnant. 
<laughs> he had a he had a wheelchair baby. <laughs> he had a baby wheelchair. Yeah. Or to be like crutches. <laughs> well, either way. I don't know. No, so nine months later and, and you see Vince's eyes and then it kind of backs up and he's wearing the white uh, original Dylan uniform because they've clearly closed yeah. West Dylan. Yeah. And he uh, it drops back to pat, throw a pass, pass in practice and they pan out further and you see that the entire coaching staff is the old West Dylan except okay. for Coach Taylor's not there. But it's Billy Riggins is there and the uh, the gay bar dude is there. And then they zoom back in on Vince and you can see on his hand... Yes. Got the championship ring. So he's practicing. Practicing in the championship ring. He didn't get wearing. the rubber ring. No, he's got no. the full-on state champion ring on. He's got his state championship ring on while he's practicing. While he's practicing. Got to let him know. So now I want to back up and close the Riggins storyline because I'm pretty sure Dave's going to like where this ends up. So Riggins gets out of jail. So if you remember, he took the fall for Billy. When he was chopping cars. Yeah, that can't be more than like a 90-day no, offense. Yeah, he was, he was in jail for a little less than a year. Yeah. But he came out a changed man. Uh-oh. But not that way. He, he even said, I wasn't raped in prison, if you're wondering. He said that. But I was wondering. Isn't everybody when somebody goes to jail, really? Especially, isn't he kind <laughs> of a pretty boy? Yes. <laughs> I mean, did I say that too quickly? <laughs> yes. Did he have the swastika tattoo on his chest? or <laughs> He did like in American History X. He just flew the flag the first day. All the wrong people already knew. Yeah. He did this really selfless act. He, he, Billy was about to have their second child. Or no, no, they just said their first child was pregnant with their second one. Is this with that stripper? Yeah. Okay. Mindy. Oh, obviously. <laughs> she has a name. <laughs> And Tim does this really selfless thing, and he takes the rap, he takes the fall, he goes and does time. Well, then he gets out, and he's suddenly like, and Billy went and visited him, wrote him letters, did everything he'd do. Like, he was there every day, and Tim comes out, and he's inexplicably hates Billy and doesn't want anything to do with him. He punches him. He tells him he's moving. And I'm kind of going like, what? You know, you're the one that decided to do this. He said thank you like a million times. Like, why are you mad at him? It was your 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 problem. Yeah. But in typical Riggins fashion, they make up. They bury the hatchet in the last episode. And Dave, they start building the house together. Man. Oh. On I, uh, Tim's land. So what's the older brother's name? Billy. Billy. And he has uh, two kids. With a stripper. With a stripper. So all five of them are going to live in this house? No, he's helping. Tim's building his own house because he was living with Billy. He's hey, moving out. And, and he's always wanted land. And they're going to build, right. but they're going to build it together. It's, yeah. This is not, this is not, um, this is not like, let's go buy a house. This is no, this is. It's going to have ramps so his buddy can come visit. I don't know where we go with this. And then uh, the last, the last uh, two things I'll leave you with is, um, Coach Taylor's daughter, Julie, got proposed to by Matt Saracen in front of the Alamo Freeze, which is supposed to be Dairy Queen. Yeah, they... Because uh, why wouldn't you? Yeah. They yeah, did, they did went have there tonight. Sp- I didn't propose to anybody. You went to Alamo Freeze? <laughs> no, I went to Dairy Queen. <laughs> I was going to say, because if you went to Alamo Freeze, that's a big spoiler alert, and I want to stop the show and go there right now. <laughs> and then then uh, the, the show actually ends... Uh, Tammy Taylor got offered a job as the dean of a college, a small college in Philadelphia. Right. And the Cedar Hill of the Northeast, <laughs> as is commonly known. 
<laughs> and it backs up. And Coach Taylor is coaching a, a football team whose colors are green and white because, I mean, hey, they're in Philadelphia. Uh, and he's having a little practice. Things aren't going exactly great. And, Hold on. Uh, what happened to the Florida program? He he ended up letting his wife take her dream job instead of him taking his dream job. He won that state title, so he had all that. Oh he, no, he, he turned could the job want. in Florida down, and he turned down the job to be the uh, the the head job at Dillon. Uh, if you which will. hey, has anybody ever turned one of those down at Dillon? Tim Riggin sure didn't. Not, not from teachers, <laughs> students, local waitresses, yeah. anyone. No, but then it, the the last the very last scene is him huddled up with his new team, and he's he's you know he says what he says what it's night, and he says we, we had a great practice. I want everybody here tomorrow at five a.m. and we're going to do this again, and we're going to grow together. He gives him the whole we're going to become men's speech. And then he says clear eyes, full hearts, and nobody says anything, and he goes well, we're going to work on that. Yeah, and, and then they walk the off. Yeah, that's walk it. Down. Hit the music. We're done. So since it's over, yes. How would you assess the series? I loved it. I, I I think I think if it had ended after three, I would have been fine because I do think it the tenor of it changed. But I loved every season of it. I think the epic storyline was so stupid. Yeah, and nothing ever happened because she just ends up getting expelled from school and they never go back to her. Like they never. There's no closure. Yeah, there was a lot of. Well, I feel a like lot they, of, they, they, there, there was a point where maybe they didn't know they were they, this was their last yeah. season, and then they started, suddenly started having to tie things off in a you know frantic hurry. No, they seemed like they wrapped it up real quickly at the at the yeah, end. Yeah, but they they it was a neat ending. Like they closed off all the big storylines. You know, yeah. showed, you know, buddy buddy Garrity was back at Dylan. You know, riding his golf cart around on the sideline, and he's happy. And you know, Vince was finally happy. His mom, you know, mom got out of rehab she was clean you know every there was really no they kind of insinuated that tim and tyra were going to get together no i'm sure they did they banged like a hundred times in the something. last two episodes like every scene they were doing it that's one you're not going to turn down <laughs> tyra either <laughs> so have you so uh, emily jones or tyra <sighs> tyra <laughs> um are you familiar with, or have you seen the the movie for the for the original yeah, story about the Permian yes. High School team and all that? Yes. Okay. Well, still thinking maybe movie review for September. Hey, there you go, there you go. But until then, let's close the door forever. Yeah. What? It's until then, let's close the door forever. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know. It was on the back of that Infowars guy <laughs> shirt. That's why I was so confused. No, I, I do think I do think this is a good time. So we did do do a movie review our last episode. And got some good feedback on it. And also got some feedback that we've never gotten before. We got a listener voicemail that was left for us. Just so weird. Yeah, since we don't even have a phone yeah. for the show. Hey guys, just want to check in. It's Cousin Teddy. want to tell you guys you're doing a great job. And I've been listening and I want to thank you guys for covering one of my favorite movies, Coming to America. And, you know, I would love to be there at some point in time. But, you know, you know how it goes to Cousin Teddy. I can't tell you where I am. Can't tell you what I'm doing. I can tell you most certainly that I'm not in a remote place chasing down possible contractors for this Trump wall. And I'm certainly not on a street that looks a whole lot like the one that Hannibal Lecter walks down at the end of Silence of the Lambs. 
But I thought I would leave you guys a little something. Appreciation for what you're doing. Appreciation for covering one of my favorite movies. This was for you guys. She's your queen to be. A vision of perfection. An object of affection to quench your royal fire. Completely free from infection to be used at your discretion needed only your direction your queen to be love you guys call you soon so tommy that was your your cousin teddy Allegedly, although I don't have a cousin Teddy, so this does feel a little bit awkward. Okay, because uh, we need to hear more from him. I yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, but he that. did nail the song, like I promised in the last episode. But it, cousin Teddy has mentioned that he may. This may not be the last voicemail that he leaves for us. So, did either of you two? Glenn just spilled ice all <laughs> over the floor, like everywhere. We're we're at uh, Dave Studios tonight, and besides. Uh, making fun of my internet connection, which is having some trouble. Make it too easy, Dave. They are basically trashing, just dropping ice, and it's gonna melt all over the place. I don't, under, I don't even understand what Glenn was going for here. I don't like, either. Your, your cup is too big here. <laughs> Gravity is tough. I think Glenn's. Look at this. I'm just gonna pour whiskey on a big pile of ice. I think Glenn's drunk. So, did either of you? Because I tweeted you guys the. Um, link to the full pilot of coming to america did i did not know i need to i need to it's so you watched it i watched all 23 minutes oh my gosh and it's the worst tv show i've ever seen in my life so they weren't joking then it's It's that bad it's unbelievable first oha's in it interesting but how does he do i swear they call him omar in it (laughs) it really feels like they're calling him omar and you remember him in the movie. He's put on about 100 pounds. <laughs> Did he eat Akeem? Is that the story? That's why there's a new prince? The, the, the plot line is so ridiculous. Here's a quick summary. So, um, new prince, who I think Glenn may have said was like a comedian at the time. Tommy Davidson. He was, okay. on, he was also on the show In Living Color, if you okay. ever watched that. I did not. Oh. Well, so, you're missing out. Jim Carrey was on that. I remember. I've seen clips. Huh? I've seen clips. Are they hard to find? <laughs> Proceed. So, um, he, uh, it's unclear if he's Akeem's son, but I don't think that would work <laughs> with the Oha timeline. So, like, Oha has an age, but he's gained 100 pounds, and now Akeem has an adult son? Well, no, the other... <laughs> Sounds great. The other thing is he must be Akeem's younger brother, but... He's close enough in age that you think he would have been referenced in the movie. Like, if there was an, another prince, like, right. six years behind well, a team. So, I'm pretty sure this is contrived. So, was it... What was the story? No, was, so, here's the story. So, he's, like, this goof-off prince, right? And he's opposite of Akeem. Like, he loves having everything done for him. And he gets beat up in Zamunda, <laughs> so his mom sends him over... To Memphis. Some, some guy started causing trouble around his neighborhood. <laughs> um, no, so he... This is the stupidest podcast. I don't even know why I listen to this <laughs> podcast. It's so stupid. So he gets 
sent to it's America. A, it's impossible to tell a story about anything. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So he gets sent to America. To straighten him out. To straighten him out. To teach him what it's like in the real world. <laughs> so it's basically the same premise, only the exact opposite. Like he's being forced to go sow his wild oats. <laughs> but, no, here's where it gets dumb. So they send Oha with them. And they have, like, this apartment. But, and I don't know how King Joffrey Jofer agreed to this. All their money, right? Their living money. They have no money of their own. Zamunda sends it to the landlord of the apartment complex. And then he gives them an allowance that is they he, have to live on. Is this landlord an interesting character? No. It's not no. the same one? Because that might be... That may have saved the whole show if it no. was the same landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Their landlord... Actually, it was funny because you made the Fresh Prince. It basically is like the uncle... Oh, it's Uncle Phil. It, essentially. Like, essentially the it same is. guy, but... And same he owns a diner and his, his wife and uh, daughter apparently work there. So is it called LCs. <laughs> it's not called no. LCs. It's a joke for again only the three of us. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I I appreciated it. <laughs> but he, yeah. So in the pilot, they spend all their money, and Prince doesn't understand not having money, so he has to start working at the restaurant where the landlord is now his boss both at the restaurant and in his life as far as getting his allowance. So, but yeah, man, just laugh track. He, the point is just that he comes over and he gets taught a lesson that he has to just be a regular person. That's it. Like the jokes were like so cheap, like just it's, it's really bad, but they do reference our current president. (laughs) Oh, because when he doesn't have any money, he walks in and he sells Oha or Omar or hawks, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> he tells them he knows how they can get more money, and he has Donald Trump's book, and he's like, well, we just buy a bunch of real estate. And then Oha has to tell him that you have to have money to begin with to buy real estate. Does does this new prince, does he have an accent of any kind, or he just... It does seem like he's doing an accent. Okay. But I haven't heard the actor speak normally. Well, he... He doesn't have an accent normally. He speaks non-accented. <laughs> he's not Jamaican. No, he's <laughs> okay. Well, then he's putting on an accent. But yeah, it's it's. I watched it for twenty three minutes, and it was. And you want like twenty five your minutes? Well, of your I was going to say, did it take forty minutes because the internet kept going out? <laughs> Actually, I was watching it on four G, and it was working so much better than this. <laughs> oh man! So so we have one more main topic to get to we do and this was inspired by the most recent episode of partial recall what is that is that a, is that a podcast that is a podcast never heard of it you can find it on twitter at is it at partial re- recall underscore it's probably at partial 311 recall underscore yeah. <laughs> 2.0 uh, it's part of the blowout podcast network i mean it's, never heard of that either like the most famous group of podcasts, sounds, set of podcasts, sounds pretty suspect. They're big ever time. been put together. Um, so anyway, they they covered like school assembly talk and stuff like that this past week, and they mentioned the Power Team. Oh boy, <laughs> the original, the John Jacobs the, and the Power Team. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
KJ and Clay, uh, I mean, this is a 90s nostalgia podcast, so we're talking, say, mid to late 90s, if that's still John I would say, Jacobs. like, early 90s would be probably more accurate for that. As as the original group? Yeah. And, I mean, the power team still exists to this day. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, so do a lot of things, and they're not, they're not the original. Well, I don't know, yeah. I don't know that the power teams really mix things up too much. Yeah. Uh, well, from then to wise, now, they still kind of have the same bit. So anyway, we have some experiences going to see the power team. Now, do we do. Ever. you guys, I'm at the outset of this. I'm just going to sit back and listen because I have no experience seeing the power team until well into adulthood. You guys you have. Out. So how did you never get roped in? Because you grew up in Wise County. I did not grow up in Wise County. Oh, that's right. You grew up outside of uh, Austin. At... <laughs> yeah. I grew up right outside of Daryl K. Royal Memorial <laughs> Stadium. Oh, Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised knowing as much as I do about your childhood and background and everything that you that you never stumbled across the power team in your day all i knew about them was they were the guys who tore the phone books they did do that and it was it was ministry through feats of strength i knew that that was exactly yeah. what it was yeah. but at school and and not at church and they may have at some time been at my church and we just didn't go oh no no you would have known it if they had been at your yeah. church because they what they did in the early 90s is they they came and did multi-night engagements there was like no, a revival yeah there was no one-off it was power team three four nights in a row and they usually would hit of course when they came through uh the fort worth area they they were playing at a at, like our the church that we went to was too small to host the power team at the time so we had to go, we had to travel to see the power team. And let me say this, they were doing three or four nights, all different shows. Ooh, so not the same set. Not huh? the same set. Oh, and no. they would tell you, uh, you were there like night one or night two, they were like, hey, the biggest feats of strength are night four, so come on back. Yeah. But I remember, I remember one time seeing them four nights in a row going every single night of the entire engagement because every night they kept teasing that they were going to run through a block of ice. <laughs> and I kept saying to my dad, I said, well, okay, well, we got to come back because I have to see them run through the block of ice. How beaten was your dad to have to take you? Oh, unimaginably beaten. And like, he even later said, like, I never want to see the power team again after this four-night engagement. But Because uh, I saw them as a, as a kid, too. They... They weren't tailored to the adult audience. It was all tailored to kids. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and, and that actually brings up a, a point that I'll get to in a second uh, of uh, me having a pretty heated argument with an adult about how uh, valid the feats of strength actually were that the power team did because I, I'm not saying that they were magic tricks necessarily, but a lot of what they did w was highly leveraged on the uh, spectacle and not so much on the actual strength aspect. Like uh, when the guy would lay on the bed of nails and do a bench press. <laughs> I've witnessed that. Yeah. So like 
you have to be strong to you know bench press three or four hundred pounds or whatever he was doing. I don't think they put that much on there. But I feel like it was like two plates on each. When side. I saw them, they put the bed of nails in the bottom, one on top, then put a cinder block on the top side, and then hit it with a sledgehammer, oh, wow. which I don't think would do anything. <laughs> But yeah, but the, the, it, that's a good example, though. So the spectacle is the, the the nails are so close together on the bed of nails that they they're not going to be able to penetrate the skin. They're real thick, too. And yeah, and in breaking a cinder block with a sledgehammer is yeah, it's a great show because there's going to be you know the dust puff up in the air. But when you get into the realm of actual strength required, pretty sure that's not a. Uh, not a very difficult task to achieve. I wouldn't think so. No. And they were, I mean, they were big guys, but it, you also got the, the sense that most of the feats of strength, it wasn't like you're seeing some guy max out at the gym and where they're just giving it everything they have. Like they usually weren't yeah. breathing heavy. Like I had to do 300 nights a year. You can't, can't leave it all on the field the first night. But they used to they used to set the danger level so high. So so one of the staples was blowing the hot water balloon or a hot water bottle till it bursts. I'm glad you're getting to this. Mm-hmm. So well, one thing is, I have no idea what a hot water bottle is. So my dad actually had to explain like, yeah, it's really thick. You know, like it's not like a balloon. You know, they're not meant to explode. You know, th- those kind of things. I didn't know what it was. But they set the danger level, so the one guy's doing it, and then John Jacobs at the time, I don't know who it is now, the hype man is on the mic. And he's going... One of the McMahons. Yeah. <laughs> he's going, this is the most dangerous stunt we do. At any point, if he makes one mistake, the air in the bag could reverse <laughs> and <laughs> rupture his lungs. Because so he could suck the air back in that, yeah. he's, that he's blown in here, and it will rupture his lungs. Because there's no way you could unaffix it from your mouth you would have to just inhale everything just that's in there it. yeah i think that was a staple because when i saw them they also did that and little kid dave was sitting there and totally buying into the fact that at any moment it could reverse and we could watch this guy die on stage and then little boy dave is like so so why are why are we doing this guy like i don't think that needs to be exploded like, yeah let's not risk human life for this yeah and they would uh they would throughout the uh as the balloons inflating the the john jacobs is imploring the crowd you, you gotta help him he feeds off of your applause the more you applaud the easier it's gonna be for him to blow this thing up and and uh yeah and then that and then they they um would break handcuffs, right. break oh, yeah. out of handcuffs, which again I think is yeah you have to be strong to do it, but it's it's a leverage move more than it's a strength move, because what they would actually do is is snap like use the snap motion to okay. to break the, the chain in the middle. But your average person doesn't really have a chance of breaking out of no, handcuffs. and they would go out of their way to legitimize the stunt. So so for instance. And I don't know if this guy was a plant or not. I'm 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 an, I'm a full grown adult now, and I still don't know. But they would say, "Do we have any police officers in the audience?" And there would be a, like somebody would raise their hand, like, "Yeah." And they would come up and they would say, "Look at these handcuffs. Are these real?" You know, and, and they would have the cop inspect them, and then they would give the cop the key and be like, "Look, you know, if something goes wrong, you have to be responsible for letting him out of these cuffs because you know how to do it because you've done it before." You know, and if we have to take him to the hospital. 
you have to you have to free him you know and and um i'm gonna just interject that glenn may already be intoxicated i bet if you gave him handcuffs and a key he could figure it out <laughs> like i don't think it's that hard i don't know did you see him try to put the ice in that cup a minute ago that's, that's a good an point. awful big cup a lot <laughs> they, of ice going on they did the same thing with the phone book though they would they would pick somebody at random out of the audience and be like do you live in fort worth texas and they're like yeah Will you find your name in this phone book and prove that this is a real Fort Worth phone book? But what I've read in numerous places online is that they kind of pre-cut that phone book just a little bit yeah. because the trick there is you just got to get it started. And it doesn't take much. I mean, it, it, it still takes, you know, a strong grip. But if you can get that first little tear there, the rest of it comes along pretty pretty simple, I think. But they have didn't you, tear a phone book in half. Have you ever seen the Mythbusters where it was all about phone books? Because they do, they look at that. They look at tearing the phone book. Yeah. But they also, what they did real. Impressive. What else did they look at with phone books? <laughs> no, this is yeah, crazy. Seems like that'd be like about a five minute episode. No. This is the craziest part of the episode. So they get two phone books, right? Right. And they interleaf them page for page, right? Do you understand what I'm Giant saying? Giant waste of time. They docked, yes. they docked the phone <laughs> books. They docked their <laughs> phone books. Completely. Fully docked. There's so much friction from all those pages they attached them to two different trucks driving the opposite direction and couldn't pull them apart <laughs> it's crazy it's the craziest thing you've ever seen john jacobs could pull them apart <laughs> if we yelled loud enough <laughs> if we cheered loud enough those trucks and john jacobs could have pulled no that's that's interesting it's really crazy sounds way made up but very interesting so you guys had a backyard wrestling league did you also try to we put on a power team show. You put on a power team we show? We put on a power team show. That included Tommy just blowing up a normal balloon <laughs> until it ruptured. <laughs> and Dave in the background telling the crowd it could reverse and rupture his lungs. This is true. And somewhere, that video still exists to this day. So what else did you do besides that? We bent that? a... Well, so they would, bend, they would bend golf clubs over their traps. They would put a golf club behind okay. their head. So we had like these just cheap, like plastic kids golf club sets. So broke one of those over our necks. Who's we, watching this? Our no, parents. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Essentially nobody. We uh, we broke. Uh, I didn't think it was like an auditorium full of people. I just, <laughs> no, we did it at First Baptist uh, <laughs> Fort First Baptist Fort Worth. They uh, in front of about nine hundred people. They broke. Uh, <laughs> one of their bits was breaking baseball bats yeah. over their knee. So yeah. we got like the wooden like sticks you stir paint with and broke those yeah and and this is true because they would break up one baseball bat and then john jacobs broke two baseball bats at the same time so dave broke one paint stick and then tommy taped two of them together and broke two paint sticks over his knee do you think do you think you could break a, a wooden baseball bat there's over no your way leg right now there's no way i actually had an opportunity to handle a real mlb wooden bat recently there is no way even if you got down at the thin part, I don't think so, man. That that thing is solid. Can, do do players do that anymore? I remember like the nineties. Really. That was a big thing. I mean, Bo Jackson was like the first one, and he did it with such ease. Of course, he's arguably like the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah. True. Uh, Except yes. for maybe this man on TV right now. There's no way I guess still alive. Rob Van Dam is still alive, and he's an incredible athlete. No, he. He works at a Brookshire's somewhere. 
of Brookshire. I think Yasil Puig did that. Yeah, Whether it's over his leg or his head, one of the two. Yeah. He's done it recently. Do you think you could do... What about Christian Yelich? <laughs> Christian Yelich has... His head is usually stuck somewhere else. <laughs> He's not thinking about breaking bats. Do you think you could do the thing? I'll give you a helmet. We'll give you a helmet that's like the most reinforced batting helmet you could imagine. Could you take the bat on top no. of it and pull down? No. And break you don't have to break it in half, you just gotta splinter it. No. No. There's no way. Try to build some excitement. <laughs> we get some people to show up. And, if you want to do a live bats. episode and try to break a bat, I'll be there to help great. you at, at, by cheering and clapping. Yeah. I think I have a wooden bat in this house. Give me get a few more cups of ice. We might try it here shortly. But the, la- the the last thing is, so we we finally got to day four, and they ran through the block of ice, and it was the cheapest block of ice you've ever seen. It was they ba- they hyped it up real big. Yeah. they kept saying this is the shortest stage we've ever done this. Yeah, on, he's got to build up. He's got to have room to get up to speed to actually break yeah. the block of ice. But but like my childhood mind, like I'm actually imagining like a wall of ice, yeah. and what it was was like a guy a power team member on each side holding like a kind of a wooden frame that had some like frozen ice in between it and he just ran through that and the whole thing happened you know I mean they set it up for 30 minutes yeah. but the, the actual stunt but like the slightest amount of impact it just shattered yeah so but but our neighbor went with us and his dad and then he on the way home starts just men the power team and I wasn't <laughs> having any of that and he was like, look, all those guys are is just 300 pounds. He's like, anybody that's 300 pounds do that. You know, he's like, it, it's not about strength. It's about, it's just about momentum, you know, like anybody do that. And I was like, not having it, man. We went toe to toe all the way home. And I'm like, they are strong. We help them do this. <laughs> not any random fat guy is going to be able to run through the wall of ice. The only way we could prove this one way or the other is we find Oha. <laughs> We get a fro we call a wooden frame. What about Emily Jones? She can run through it. <laughs> There's a better chance I'm gonna run through her than she's gonna run through a block eyes. Um so eventually we made our way back to see the power team as f- oh, full grown. Oh, men. did we ever? What, what a we did. Oh, what a day. On a couple of occasions. The first one occurred in the town of Cleburne, Texas. Can I interject? Of our th- the three of the three amigos going on trips, Baltimore's number one. As the, far as moments, oh yeah, okay. Probably the Kansas City trip was pretty fun. That was a good one. Yeah, but this is definitely number yeah, three. This is on the metal Cleaver, stand. Cleveland's got to be on the metal stand. And it was just yeah, it's not even an overnight trip. It was just no, a, just I don't think we could have made it overnight. <laughs> We could have asked some random girl to let us follow her to a hotel. Well, we did not follow that girl. So the story there is we're making our way to Cleburne. And this is like 2009, 2010. Sounds right. And we don't know exactly where this church is, where they're having it. And we haven't really done much of the research online. We're just kind of like, it's Cleburne. We'll just get to Cleburne and we'll be able to find it. Was it? Did we have printed out directions? Yeah, I, that think, I bet we did. I think okay. we had some kind of a yeah, some kind of a probably Yahoo map at the time. But we got a little confused. We're at an intersection. We were in Cleburne though. Yeah, we were close. And, there, and there was at least six of us packed into that truck. Yes. And so I'm sitting in the passenger side, and the front 
passenger seat, and we're not exactly sure we're going the right way. So I get the attention of a young lady driving like a single cab pickup beside us. If you're in Cleburne, you're you're driving a pickup. There, yeah, there's, don't even need to say that. And just she's implied. more than happy first to say, "I know exactly where that is," and hey, just turn here and follow me down just kind of an odd side road that doesn't appear to go to where we think we should be going. Yes. So she turns and we all look at each other like, should we do this? And I think one of us just pointed straight <laughs> to say, no, we'll, we'll all be dead within an hour. The good old boys were about to... Six guys oh, in man. a pickup truck are afraid of one one little girl trying to lead us somewhere. She was going to take us to her eight brothers that were yeah. going to... Yeah, yeah. Back to the meth lab. So we made our way to... I'm just going to say it was Cleburne Baptist Church, but I don't re- remember the exact... Church. I had like never that. seen this before. So, like, you would talk about the scene of the, it's Sunday night, kind of the revival atmosphere, and it's mainly kids, but there's a lot of adults there. Had we gone to a fast food before or after? This is, that was after. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Oh, we will. Um, but that place was packed. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were lucky to find, lucky to find seats by oh, the yeah. time we got there. Otherwise, it was standing room only. That was the most packed that church has ever been, I guarantee it. <laughs> and I swear the the auditorium building or whatever was like, it was basically an air-conditioned barn. Yes. I don't think it was their main sanctuary. I think this was something. It's probably where they could fit the most people, man. Yeah. So, that was the first time I've seen them. They ran through. Uh, we blew up the hot water bottle. First, they come out and they Hold run. On, what what happened run, in the beginning? Yeah, wasn't there a prayer that started no, no, the whole no, thing that's, off? That's the second time we went to see him. Okay, oh. we, we we can we can touch on that. Okay, all right. Well, but, sorry, I was but I remember they get everything going and they're playing, you know, whatever, pump up the jam or whatever it is <laughs> to get it started, and the the members of the power team are running down the aisles and all in like windsuits. We're giving matching, them high fives, matching and stuff. windbreakers, and they got to be looking at us like. This is supposed to be for kids. Why are these guys are like 30 and like way overly into it, like overly cheering and overly celebrating. So they run through that. They break some bats. They bend some steel rods and all that. And then a couple guys had a couple stories to tell. Well, you know, you got to bring it down. So do you want to tell the story about the scrambler? (laughs) Go ahead, Glenn. Should be the Glenn show. I, I, I don't remember everything about this. Well, you don't have to remember everything. You just remember the big details. Yeah, this guy, we'll just call him Mountain. I don't remember what his stage name was. That was close enough. Timber. It was Timber? Yeah. So the guy that claims he doesn't remember the story now remembers every detail. I remember his name. No, but he goes into this Timber. long, drawn-out story, and not really quite a testimonial, but, you know, along those same lines. It was... It was veering all over the place. It was I, both of these that we're going to talk about were all over. My the place. guess is that Timber doesn't get the mic, uh, except if they're in no. Cleburne. Like if they're in a, si- a city with a population over like forty thousand, Timber ain't getting a mic. But we were interested because he's telling a story and it involved heart attack, <laughs> yep. air travel, yeah. and Waffle House, <laughs> the scrambler. So he tells a story about. How in, in no details in this any of these stories connect correctly. <laughs> None of them. Like every Saturday, he would get up with his son and go to Waffle House and have the Scrambler, which they don't serve at Scrambler at Waffle is, House, which is which is just twenty scrambled eggs. 
But yes, having but, but gone, they have a, the Denny's is the scrambler. They don't have a scrambler yeah, at Waffle House. But is it's even Denny's. is is the scrambler scrambler there? Twenty scrambled eggs? <laughs> no, no, it's not twenty scrambled. Because that was his claim. <laughs> twenty and, scrambled eggs. How you gotta have some protein to yeah. to fire that uh, that engine. So of course, the first time we went to Waffle House after that, we're looking everywhere for the scrambler, demanding the scrambler to be found. So apparently the story was he did that, had that with his son. It's his regular tradition. Unnecessary detail probably in the story, except for that if he had a heart problem, that's probably the cause. <laughs> Eating 20 eggs at Waffle House is your tradition. Then he gets on like a Southwest flight to wherever, and at 30,000 feet begins to have like severe chest pain. Indeed. And goes through this great ordeal where he's having... Well, what's built up as I went through and had this heart attack, but yeah. in the end, the story just kind of poofs and yeah. fall apart. Yeah, like, did no. he even go to the hospital? No, and like he's building up the story, and you're ready. Like I would have bet my net worth it ends with him clinically dead in the aisle of that plane right. from a Somebody, heart attack. Yeah, somebody's having to jumpstart him with a defib. Yeah, they got the defib. They're shoving eggs down his mouth. <laughs> Trying to bring him back. So you're like, does anybody have a scrambler in their suitcase? <laughs> but yeah, only thing no. that's going to do this for us. <laughs> it was basically the equivalent of, he gets, you know, the, the plane lands and it like subsides. It was the equivalent of, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were someone else. <laughs> to tie it all back. And then, that was, and then that was it. And then, so then they do some other whatever. And then the next guy gets up. Hold and on, they do some other... Feats of strength. <laughs> Feats of strength. And then the next guy gets up there, a Gemini-type <laughs> character. and Probably like the most naturally athletic one. Yeah. He was quick twitching it through this whole story, <laughs> which, again, didn't make a whole lot of sense. This but one made even less sense. Because <laughs> somehow, it, no, again, no specific details were provided, no. but it involved a basement... A bathtub yeah. and some sort of physical, verbal, or sexual assault. It yeah. was never clarified in any way. Yeah. It was because I want to say it was like foster parents or adopted parents or something. I think we can work with that. But yeah, and then he's like leading up to, and they take me down to the basement, and there was this bathtub, and then that was it. That was the end of the story. Yeah. We were basically given two very complex connect the dots assignments. <laughs> It was it was the weirdest thing. After both stories, we're just looking at each other like, okay, did I miss something? What do you think? Did you get something out of that? Who puts a bathtub in their basement? <laughs> I was real hung up on the 30,000 feet part of the story because he was also like basically taking a flight that he sees from Dallas to like... Yeah, it was Houston. like... Yeah, yeah, it was like a flight that the whole flight time was less than 40 minutes. I'm like, there's no way that plane was at 30,000 feet. Like, he said, well, we were cruising at 30,000 feet. I'm like, you don't cruise on a 45-minute flight, much less at 35,000 feet. You just fly straight up yeah. in the air. That was the equivalent down. of Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought, is what that was. In the plane stories, like you said, it just fizzled out. It was basically like, he probably like ran to the gate and had like a little side pain from running. Yeah, I think what happened is he got on the plane and got some indigestion from the scrambler. And then got some real bad heartburn, and by the time they landed, 45 minutes later, he was fine. He's like, did you guys know Pepto-Bismol cures heart attacks? And that was the best story he could think of to tell this packed house. And, and the best part is, everybody's like, amen. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody but the six of us 
are clapping and we're just looking back and forth at each other. Like, what did I miss? The only thing we got out of the story was, is, is there a scrambler at Waffle House? So there, surprisingly, we didn't go to Waffle House right after that, but we did go to Dairy Queen. That's we right. Did. Cleburne's finest. Is there and any doubt there was a Dairy Queen in Cleburne? Uh, we didn't have to go far. It was being, like, renovated. That's right. That's All right. the windows were boarded up. That's right. I just remember there being lots of plywood in play. It looked like a Detroit Dairy Queen. <laughs> Do we know? But was there, like, a storm or something? I think they were just re- giving it a new look, a new face. Okay. Um. So we go in there, and I walk in first, <laughs> and immediately the guy... <laughs> Who's sitting right next to the door just lets the loudest, most obvious fart as we walk in. And I think it was fine because hardly anybody was in there. It just happened. He just happened to do it right as we were walking in. Because I just turned at him and turned and just like, are you serious? Like, are you really doing that? And he kind of had failed smile. So Glenn was not going to let anything no. slide. He just saw the power team. Yeah. He's amped yeah. up. I had so much tea flowing through him at that point. I was ripping stuff apart, (laughs) throwing cinder blocks over cars. You just want some good eats and tasty treats. You don't want to get farted on right when you walk in. (laughs) We were not nice to the people of Cleburne that night. No, we weren't. What else happened? Well, we're sitting there enjoying our blizzards and our hunger busters and (laughs) and your belt busters. (laughs) And our very innocent family walks in. A mom and four to five children. and Somebody said, hey, check that out. There's five failed futures right there. And by somebody, you mean Glenn 3 underscore 11. There is no recorded transcript, but somebody did say it there. Man. Somebody so probably regrets it, too. <laughs> Such a wrong thing to do to that poor family. So let's quickly fast forward to visit two, because I feel like Glenn had another... Very unfortunate incident. Well, we just ended with Dairy Queen. Let's begin with Dairy Queen and the other story. Absolutely. Yes. This happened in Wise County. Yes. Because this 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 was a church that's near where my parents currently reside. We drove by the uh, statue of Glenn 311. That, yeah. In, when you enter Wise County, sitting yeah. there by the side of the road. True. It's just him holding like a dictionary saying, I can read. <laughs> um, so we stopped at Dairy Queen. And Dave got the largest blizzard that you could possibly imagine. I overordered. I was not aware of how big the medium or large blizzard was. It was the (laughs) belt buster of blizzards. The mother of all blizzards. It was like in a uh, Route 44 cup from (laughs) Sonic. So we get to the church and we get in there and we are inside of five minutes from... Yeah, we. I remember Dropping we were rushing lights. because I think again parking proved to be an issue at this one. Yep, did because everybody in Wise County turned up. It was also it was Sunday night too. This was the main event. This was the main. They event. They had the ice chilled. They did backstage. Glenn, no, let me uh, for our listeners that may not have visited the power team. When you walk in, is there any any uh, people at a table or anything near the doors to get in to see the power team? Maybe with baskets of some sort that have a sign that says voluntary donation of like $5, but you ain't getting past them yeah. without making what, that donation. What do voluntary mean? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Hey, there's no tickets 
There's just a hey, voluntary the power donation. team may get stronger on your applause, but but, but, they, but that ain't yeah. that ain't buying them forty five minute plane tickets. But that ain't getting them the scrambler daily. <laughs> yeah, They'll that ain't take... getting them in the the uh, what's uh what's the uh, Virgin Galactic whatever it is <laughs> going <laughs> to the moon. Yeah, they ain't flying Virgin yeah. anywhere. No, and they'll take the money that jingles, but they want the money that folds. <laughs> hey, is there a at at this Baptist church, is there a sign outside the sanctuary that says, please, no blizzards? There was, there was no such sign, although apparently that was frowned upon. I feel like a, de- a deacon of some sort made a beeline for one point break Dave and oh, was like, yeah. son, you can't take that in there. So what does Dave do as the literally the lights are going out and we want to go in to watch the power team? He's like, all right, I'll just hang out here and eat it. <laughs> Because I ain't throwing it away. Like, what are you going to do? you going to miss the whole show? I was unaware that we're going into a room that's about to be filled with broken baseball bats, exploded hot water heater bottles, and cinder blocks, and I can't take a nice blizzard in there. So, so you end up having to throw away your blizzard in yes. disgust. It was as about like... Tommy dealing with the gate agent on his flight. That's about as <laughs> mad as I was. Man. And so then we, what happened? How did they start the show? Yeah, how did they start the show? So we, so we get in there, and this is another group of five to six that went to, maybe not the same exact group that went to the last one, but pretty much, for the, you know, for the most part. So we get in there, it's pretty much a packed house. Yes. There's one pew that is completely empty. Reserved for us. <laughs> that is reserved for us if we all came there Jason Street style. <laughs> As we went ahead and filled up the disabled pew, we did. There was nowhere else to sit, though. Yeah, in our defense, there was nowhere else to sit. The disabled aren't seeing the power team. It's just too insulting, too cocky. Yeah. So, we get started, and the whole time there, we're doing bits, driving there about, you know, the feats of strength and the crutch words and phrases or whatever. So, we're... We're on power team. We're edging power team wise. <laughs> yeah. So the pastor gets up I, there. I believe it was the youth pastor, but he gets up there and he starts to pray. And, and then, hey, the crowd's silent. We've got a prayer reverently. You could hear a pin drop. Yes. Yeah. And you and he says, "We just want to. We want to pray over these men as they perform their feats of strength." And old Glenn busts out into the most audible laugh. Got a case of the giggles. That you could possibly imagine, which I, in a very failed attempt, tried to cover up with a fake cough or two. And then it just built on it, because then you were finding yourself laughing and trying to fake it funny as well as the Feats of Strength comment. So now I'm cough laughing. In the middle of a prayer in front of an entire sanctuary of people. And there was definitely... I was, of course, silent with my head down and eyes closed, but you could feel people turning around and looking. Yeah, you could feel the st- John Jacobs turning in his still-living grave. <laughs> but then maybe they saw the disabled sign at the end of the pew and thought, well... No, I don't think... I think they knew... They knew we needed, we needed a sports agent there with us. <laughs> Bought us some credibility. Just had, if we could have just had a 17-year-old sports agent, we would have been fine. With a high school education, barely. 
Oh, the power oh. team. All right. Well, we need to wrap this thing up. We don't have emails, do we? Uh, we have... We no had our emails. voicemail, and that was it. Yeah, we're just gonna stick with the voicemail this week, and we'll get emails. Uh, we'll get emails uh, next week. We're recording early this week because I got a big, big guys trip planned here in a few days. But oh, where to? Uh, we're just staying at a friend of mine's house, more or less, in an undisclosed location. No big travels. Look, it's just, look who's uh, got friends. Hey, that are homeowners. They are. Yeah, what's that like? Uh, it's nice. I'm in a home right now that, that that Dave literally owns. Well, I can't assume he's not leasing it, but he I believe here. I believe he rents this home. Yeah. Zero down, thirty year. He's only four months behind on the payments. So he's got at least sixty days left. Well, apparently there. they're starting to sporadically <laughs> cut off his internet because of yeah. he's behind on the payments. There they're trying to. Wells Fargo's trying to send the so message. Maybe, yeah, so maybe, I was going to say, maybe he could spend a little more time at Western Union, a little less time on the coax cable. We'd have this thing working a little better. I was at Western Union. You got talked into asking for a cool million. It didn't go well. Yeah. All right, the well. official Coming to America podcast. Yeah, it's just going to keep getting better from here. Yeah.